All right, everybody, Maria Daniels here with Successfully Chaotic, and I have an awesome guest with me today. We were chatting about the fact that um, I'm, I look like this. I've looked like a drowned rat before I put my hair in a bun, so you're welcome for the fact that I did at least try to do this much. So at it least is I have, At least I have a little bit of accidental mullet going cute. on. Uh, now, now it's very in right now, so. It is. Cool. It is an in thing. I don't know why that is a thing. Um, I'm old. I'm assuming older than you um, by quite a bit, but I can remember like when mullets came around the first time and my mom cut our hair, um, which I would never recommend that ever happening unless your mom is a hairstylist, but my mom was not a hairstylist and she cut her hair. So I had this like feathered mullet. It was not cute. Um, she, I mean, mom thought it was cute. It's, it, it, right, if you wore it right now, you would be so... I would. It's so. cool. It's apparently very cool right now. Yeah, I just like I still got PTSD from it. I just can't even. It's I like I can remember like my mom would be like, "It's just so beautiful," and I'd be crying. Like ah. signs of a classic. <laughs> telling you, I'm telling you, it caused all kinds right. of issues. But but yeah, so I'm super excited to talk to you today. I I was reading your form where you filled out some of your info. I was like, oh, she sounds awesome. She sounds amazing. <laughs> so for people that have no idea who you are, can you just kind of dive right in and just tell them who you are, what you do, and just a little bit of some some. Yeah, my name is Aubrey Logan. I'm a jazz artist. I'm a singer primarily and a trombone player, um, which is, you know, not a trumpet. And um I, I am a composer and, a, and an arranger. So I essentially, I play music, I, I put on shows, and I'm an entertainer. Um, I do also, you know, when I was a little girl, that's what I wanted to be, an, an entertainer who wrote songs and sang and played. Um, I didn't know that that meant, you know, run a company. I didn't know that that's what that meant at the time. But um, that, that is indeed what it means. So I, so obviously that's, that's part of it. But um I've been touring the world pretty extensively for the past 10 years, all over Europe, all over the United States. Um, and of course, until, until about 14 months ago, um, it, it was, it was pretty intense and, uh, I'm on my third album. It comes out next month. I've made two, I've made one called impossible and one called where the sunshine is expensive, all about LA. And then, um, this next one is called standard, which has three singles out now. And, uh, and that's, and, you know, there's been a lot of things along the way. I've I mostly, you know, I mean, since I'm, since I am in that jazz world, uh, although you could hear my music and think it's kind of pop R&B, but it is still, it's accepted in the jazz world. Um, live shows are where it's at for me. So yeah. my album is more of like a business card and the shows are where it's at, but I've had the privilege to play, you know, at fun places, the Hollywood Bowl, Sydney Opera House, um, Radio City Music Hall, all, a lot awesome. of places in Europe too. It's been cool. It's been worth it, um, and and it's been fun. Absolutely, I, I love jazz. Like mm -hmm. I absolutely cool. love jazz because I'm pretty eclectic on my musical taste. But jazz is a go-to for me. It really is. It just it's just a vibe, man. I mean, I'm telling yeah. you, you can't get a vibe like that, like on really with anything else, in my opinion. Well, it is real and it is human. So yeah, that's super fun. awesome. So how did you get started in the jazz world? Was you raised kind of in a family that really appreciated music as a whole and particularly jazz? Can you kind of explain a little bit? Yeah. That? So, so ja um, I got started as a singer because my parents are music teachers, but they would play mm. an eclectic amount of music in the house. So when I, when you're a little kid, everything you're kind of handed as normal. You accept it oh, yeah. as normal. So I thought it was just normal for people to listen to Stevie Wonder, Whitney Houston, Dolly Parton, the Eagles, Beethoven and Rachmaninoff and Billie Holiday within the span of one hour. 
I just thought yeah. that was normal because that's yeah. what my family did. So I would imitate singers, um, particularly Stevie and Stevie Wonder and Ella Fitzgerald and whoever my parents are playing and Carol King even, but that that's more the songwriter thing. That's how I got into songwriting. But um, the jazz thing came because I, I, I started doing musical theater productions as a kid because that was what was available where I grew up in the Seattle, Snohomish, Washington area. And then um, when I was about 12 years old, you're like too old for child roles and yeah. you're like too young to be the starlet. So I'm back in, I'm back in middle school with my friends and yeah. they're all in band because that's what all, nerdy kids do. They're in band. And I, uh, my mom was the choir director at my school at the time, which meant I was not going to be in choir as a preteen. And she asked her colleague, the band director, can Aubrey please join the band? And he said, yeah, what does she play? And my mom said, well, nothing, but she reads music, which I had, which I could and plays a little piano and can learn. She can learn fast. Yeah. Yeah. And so I learned trombone pretty quickly because I was obsessed. And that, that was thanks to my parents listening to people like James Brown and Chicago. You know, yeah. I had seen trombones in those bands. I wasn't born in the 70s, but my parents played all that music for me constantly. And so I was really influenced by like 70s, 80s, 90s pop R&B and which is which is all jazz influenced. And so when I started playing trombone, I started playing jazz because I wanted to be in the jazz band. When I started playing jazz, I started singing jazz. And then yeah. that's how it got influenced into all my pop writing and everything. And then growing up in high school, just was music was every, every and the only thing I did all all day every day besides school. And then um went to Berkeley College of Music, did all the stuff, lived moved to LA after Boston. Um and even though I lived there for eight, nine years, um, I was probably there a whole of six months of the year, any given year, just because I was traveling most of the time. And um, that's that's sort of the short and skinny. No, I like it. And it sounds like you've lived a lot of cool places. I, I remember I grew up in the middle of nowhere. I live now in the middle of nowhere. So I remember imagining myself in a lot of these big cities, which I've, I've been to them now. But I'm definitely, I'm, I'm too much of a country girl now. I don't think I could even. <laughs> I'm, and I'm not, I'm a homebody. Yeah. So my whole job is a bit of an oxymoron. That's all right. You know what? I think that gives you an escape, though. You know, there, there's actually a lot of people, um, I, I'm myself included, really. It's really funny. Like, people assume that I'm super, super extroverted. And I do have a layer to myself, but I'm actually more introverted. And most yeah, people are shocked you know, to hear that because I'm kind of bubbly and, but I have to work up to that. Like I have to mentally prepare myself to have to yeah. you know, show up. It's very much, a, you know, just one layer of me, but yeah, it's funny. Um, and I think that's why I like the country is like, I like to go visit the city and, and I mean, it's exciting and you get to see so many things, you can do so many things, but then I like to recluse back to where I don't have any neighbors where I can yeah. just like hide from the world. And it kind of allows me to recharge. It's really funny how that happens. It is. But, it's so is so like as far as you know your parents being music teachers were they were they you feel like they were maybe more critical of your that's good I was just curious about that because I was in there thinking no about way. I wonder how that would be to have parents <laughs> as music teachers going well you should be doing it like this not with my music not with my parents not that's with awesome. my parents um they I would they had they were more the parents who had to say Aubrey, you need to rest sometimes. Aubrey, you need mm. to take a break sometimes. You know, um, now they would, I will say this, you know, now that I'm an adult and do this, my mom is 
so good at knowing what people like. You know, yeah. my dad and I are the jazz nerds, are the music nerds who just want to play kind of music kind of for ourselves. Um, my mom is so good at, at the show. And, and that's what I do. The sh- what I do is the show. Yeah. So, and it's, you know, the older I get, I'm like, oh, my mom is right about that. Oh, my mom is right about that. Oh, she's yeah. right about that. Ooh, you know, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, would I do anything yeah. right on a show that makes people cry and laugh and all of that? It's because my mom probably had the idea or, or, or it's something she would have done, whether or not yeah. she had the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It, it's funny how the older we get, the more that we find out. Yeah. Uh, right. Our parents are a lot. And I, cause I've even caught myself cause I have seven kids. So I have like all the kids. Oh my gosh. And whoa. I know seven children. And so, um, I was the oldest of four and I can remember hearing my mom and you know, there mm-hmm. would be these statements that she'd say these like coined yes. phrases. And I have caught myself more than one time, like the exact same words came out of my mouth. I'm like, no, no. Right. You know? It's like, when did that oh. happen? It, but, it, and you know, so right. it's time for us to put our pride away and realize mom, mom was right. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard because I mean, yeah. I'm forty now, but yet I can remember how dumb I thought my parents were and how they knew no things. And like Same. you're mentioning, you don't want to do choir because your mom was a teacher. Yeah. I didn't want to do anything that my parents wanted me to do. I was like, Shh. you know, and I wish I'd listened on a lot of stuff. I'm not gonna lie, I me wish too. <laughs> me too. But, no one, you know, no one actually loves me more than they do. So yeah. they are, whether they're right or wrong, they. They definitely think they're right and, or, or, or they want, you know, and they, yeah, for the right reasons. Thankfully for me, they typically are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's how it goes. I mean, mm-hmm. not that I think it takes a while for you to realize that you're, you know, there's a first phase of childhood where you think your parents are just like superheroes. And then you go to the phase from going from them being superheroes to where they're like the dumbest people. They know. I'm sure things. with all your kids, you see so, the phases over and over. Again. Oh, I've seen the phases over and over. I've definitely gone from, you know, they think I'm like superwoman to then they think I know no things. And, you know, now with some of them, they're older and, you know, they've started to figure out the mom's right on a few. Yeah. Times, mellowing so. out. It's, yeah. And it's funny to watch that because I can still remember that because I yeah. forget sometimes that I'm as old as I am. And sometimes I still feel like I'm that kid, you know, and I have to sit there and think about all the phases, you know, that I went through myself. And I think that's funny. Just this is how life is. It's just this ongoing experience and you're always learning new things. You're always absorbing new things. And just when you think you have it figured out, you know, you realize, Oh, well, I don't know that either. So you're just always kind of growing and changing, which I love. Yeah. I mean, I, the majority of my songwriting is about that very thing. Um, I, I have writ- written about kind of my expectations versus reality a whole yeah. lot. Yeah. And uh, I'm grateful for it because it does, if I still had the attitude I used to have, even, in the, even five years ago, um, I'd still be running around the same treadmill, not getting anywhere, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's funny how that works. And I think we're, we're our own worst enemies a lot of times mm-hmm. that we would never expect the things out of somebody else that we were trying to talk to and mentor and help that we do ourselves. And I think a lot of times that could end up being a real big issue when it comes to just our own mental health and, you know, feeling like we're enough. And, you know, even to the point of I've I know I've talked to a lot of people in the music world, in the business world, um, and it doesn't even matter what 
quote unquote job they're doing, the, the mentality is still the same, that it takes them so long to get over that hurdle where they feel like they are good enough to release the things they're working on because they hold on to it for so long because they're so afraid of how it's going to be received. Do you feel like that's been a hurdle that you've had in your music journey, your career? Yeah, um, I think every I think that's pretty common. Um, I felt that way. I, I do think that um, we like you mentioned before, we're our own worst enemy. Most of the time, though, what I had to learn, which was odd that I actually had to learn this, but I did have to learn this. Most listeners of songs, all they care about is they just want to have a good time and listen to music they like and feel good yeah. and go to a show that they like. They're not they're not nitpicking the way we are about ourselves. And and I I've, I've talked about this about nervousness and stage fright, you know, um if I've if I'm about to go on stage and I'm nervous, I'm thinking about me. I'm not thinking about who I'm serving. I'm not thinking yeah. about who I'm there for. Um if you get your mind off your own, I mean Adrenaline's one thing. That's fine. A little bit of excitement. That's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm oh, talking about like fear and yeah. and self consciousness. Um, and you can do that with. I don't really get nervous on stage anymore. Now I get nervous for like, am I going to be able to pay for this tour? And can I, you know, is the band yeah. going to like me? And am I treating them well enough on the road? I mean, I get nervous about that. But yeah. at a certain point, you can't control what other people think. But you can be kind. You can be respectful. You can do a good job. Um, and that's where I want to be now versus before where I probably felt like I have to make everything perfect, which is not actually, um, within my control, but what, what is, is, is actually quite, you, you have more power than you think when, when you, when you control your own self. Absolutely. And I think this idea of perfection, you know, it's something that's so damaging. And I think you know, everybody kind of gets to the idea of perfection doesn't actually exist in their own timeline, but it took me way too long to figure that out. Yeah, I, it's not going I to happen. That yeah, it's ridiculous, you know, that we all do that. And, you know, I look back at, and I can remember chasing perfection and thinking that it was this destination I was going to get to. And I would just run and kill myself and kill myself and kill myself to get to that point yes. uh, where I thought it would be like perfect and everything would just line up magically. And I would get there and I would, I would be so disappointed. I beat myself up and there was this ongoing cycle mm -hmm. that sadly I experienced for so long. And I see so many people, specifically women, I feel like, and I don't know if it's because I talk to more women or, you know, women are more open about you know, that side of the struggle. I don't know what it is, but I, I feel like it's been more women. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's been more women that kind of, kind of chase that idea. And, you know, but once you realize that perfection's not even an option, you know, that you're, you, it's great oh, to no. be perfecting things, yes. but that's a verb, you know what I mean? Right. Not a destination. Yes, absolutely. And, um, being an, in a, even a genre, even, even a type of music, I, you know, I kind of hate the word genre, but anyway, no. being in that, in a, in a type of music that is by definition, a live thing, a in the moment thing. Mm -hmm. Um, there's always an element of improvisation. You really do need to let go of it being perfect, which, you know, when I make albums, I'm always like, Oh no, it's recorded and I can do so much better. Cool. Great. Good news. It's out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's your favorite part about just being a musician? Like if, so, if somebody asked you, you know, if you had to pick something, what would be the fav your favorite part? I've, it, you, I'll tell you what it used to be and I'll tell you what it is now. 
What okay. it used to be, which is good, is the sense of accomplishment when you've really written an orchestral arrangement and you hear them play it for the first time and you hear it come to life. Or you've written a song and you you, you get on stage and you first play it and people, it's a sat, it's satisfying. Yeah. When yeah. you practice and you get it and you can perform it and share it. That used to be, that's one favorite part. And it, it kind of still is. Another fa- accomplishment is cool. It's why I just think music's so good for kids because they can, they can have that sense of accomplishment. Mm, the other thing is, but lately, um, I just really love that I get to go to different cities and play with different musicians and meet world class people and hear them play and learn from them on stage. Um, yeah, like the P- I moved to a new city and made an album with a brand new band, and they are awesome and and they're world class and sweet. We played a few of my old songs together that I hadn't touched in a while. Um, and I heard them play my stuff a different way and it was just really cool. I just, I love that part of it. No, I could see that mm-hmm. because I mean, it, anytime that you hear somebody play something, they, they do add their own vibe to it. And you know, I've been in just some little cover bands, not the mega, but mm-hmm. I've been in some little cover bands for years. I've always been kind of involved in music kind of on the side, side, side. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I know just the differences in on that level, hearing people play. And it is, it's, there's nothing like kind of getting up on stage and really being able to feel the excitement, the energy in the room and the energy from the rest of the band members. And I, I, I can totally see, you know, feeling that new that newness of your song reinvented Um, yeah it's like fresh yeah Yeah, Yeah. it's literally a different drummer yeah um that's awesome yeah i mean i i wrote this song um about five years ago and i put it on my first album like a pop like very pop produced you know doubled vocals reverb out the wazoo um i wrote this song with a woman named pam shane who actually wrote the song genie in a bottle And, um, and we wrote it together about my, um, a first experience I had when I first moved to LA and my management team promptly got me a stylist. Well, they didn't promptly, I needed one (laughs) sooner than they gave me one. They didn't give me one. I paid for it, but they hooked me up with him and he, um, he did help me out a lot, but he, but he did say something to me once, um, that I'll never forget. And he said, sweetie. Right now, you're a nobody. And in order to make you a somebody, we need to get you a pair of Louboutins. And I thought, okay. And I promptly drained my bank account. Because, you know, those are like $400 like per shoe, yeah. right? And um, and each for two yeah. feet. And I, uh, and I wrote this song called Louboutins, which is more than just about shoes. It's not just about shoes. But, but it's about faking it till you make it a little bit mm-hmm. and and it's about that it's like a metaphor for that and, and and it's kind of about you know my experience in the music industry and stuff and yet we know the Louboutins are still really pretty and I would still like another pair but uh we did it at, in a jazz pared down acoustic way for this new album and I did it with this band here and it was just so fun to hear them do it yeah you know it was so cool I mean can I play a little bit of it for you yeah 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 that would be amazing let me see. I'll I'll play the beginning and then the and you'll understand in the lyrics what's going on. Um, I'll skip ahead at part of it. I think it's loading. But anyway, um, 
we did it in the studio here while it's loading here. We did it in the studio, um, here in Austin and, and, uh, had a ball. That's all that. Yeah, I'm. I'm a sucker for really good music, especially like I said, jazz is my jam. And I was trying not to like completely just. I'm just like, oh, I, I, can't, I, I can't. I never mind. Like, no, I I don't mind. So yeah, <laughs> that's how I am. I'm. I embarrass my children with all that, but that's fine. I, it's actually a side note that I enjoy. All it's okay. Stuff. You can hide from them and do it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I love the the vibe. I love. It is. It's 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 jazzy, but there is a layer of. Uh, it's R and B. Yeah, there's yeah. a layer of in there, and Which I really is, love that dynamic. Thank you, thank you. So, That's so. the most R and B one on this record. I did. It's called Standard, and yeah. I did. I, it it is the jazziest record I've ever made, barring that song, pretty much. Yeah, I love it. Now it's thank you. It's awesome. It's good, and you got some pipes. I heard your high note. I was like, oh yeah, girl, get that high <laughs> note. That's good. So good. So, what is your like? What I know you got the new album coming out. I think you said the. 21st of May. 21st of yeah. May. So, and where can people find that? AubreyLogan.com. And okay. just the homepage, there's there's a plate. They can scroll down and, and pre-order it. Um, okay. Awesome. And uh, that's how, you know, the, that's how my albums did well. It, not because I'm a, with a major label, but because fans are helpful and they pre-order and they're awesome. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then there's, there's a live stream release show as well. Um, which which is on the 20th of May that anybody can watch from anywhere in the world, which is also on, on the website. 
That's awesome. So mm-hmm. have you heard anything about, um, I don't know how things are opening up in the music world as far as, you know, with COVID and all the things. Have you heard when you're going to be able to start touring again? I do have some dates on the schedule. Yeah. In awesome. California, in mostly California and Texas. Um, there are some on the schedule for, for Kansas City, some on the schedule now for Ohio. Um, a lot of, a lot of Christmas is getting on the schedule. Um, it's going to be, Christmas is going to be lit this year. And, um, yeah. And so, um, I'm playing with a lot of symphonies coming up, which I do a lot. I do a lot of pops orchestras and including Toledo, including Cincinnati. Um, yeah. And some others. So yeah, things are creeping in. Um, I haven't like, instead of announcing a big tour, which doesn't make sense at the moment, I yeah. do. I am announcing dates as they come. So if people want to awesome. want to know if I'm in their town, just head to AubreyLogan.com and click the tour button. And there's a little tracking button there too. I'm in the Cincinnati area, so I'm gonna find out when you're in Cincinnati. I'll yeah, Cincinnati, Cincinnati pops um, in in December, and it's going to be six, sh- seven, eight shows, eight shows. Yeah. Awesome. So pick one <laughs> or well, all eight or all of them. Give me an excuse. Go ahead. No, it's but late. it's oh, going so to be, be there. <laughs> quite the Christmas spectacular. So that's awesome. That's so exciting. And I'm glad because I know so many musicians had such a hard time last year, just with yes. everything being canceled and shut down. Yes. And I mean, like I said, I, even with me, I just did, I just did a little cover things like pub things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I'm sure you sang in pubs in the past. It's not that oh, I lost a lot do. of money, you know, like yeah. that. but it was, that was like uh, one of my hobbies and yeah. all of those got canceled. It's really all my tough. Life speaking engagements got canceled, you know, and honestly, the more depressing part of that, you know, from my side is that that was my free time. That was like sure. my time where I could just go out and be me. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I know so many musicians have, you know, struggled so badly last year. I'm excited to see things starting to get added back to the schedules. Oh, and I've me got a, too. I've got a, I got a, another friend that he's, he just dropped an album and he was telling me that there's some shows starting to get added back on. So it's just that idea that now there, at least there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. That's super exciting. Yes. So I'm, I'm extremely happy for you on that. Truly. Thank you. Me too. Me too. So as far as I'm, you know, AudreyLogan.com, you said is where people can find your music. How else can people, is there another way that people can kind of help support you or? Yeah. The the biggest, the biggest thing is to pre-order the album. That's the biggest okay. support that po- is possibly there. But um, if they go to the website, there's also a button that says follow. And if they okay. click that follow button, they'll be on my email list. Um, it also gets me $2 with the platform mm-hmm. I'm on. So then awesome. it's free to, free to them. So AubreyLogan.com, A-U-B as in boy, R-E-Y, Logan.com. And then, um, yeah, I'm on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, and all the links are there on the website to find me. Awesome. I, I do interact quite a bit on those That's platforms. awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, been, it's been super amazing talking with you. And for all the listeners, we end up getting a lot of replays too. So if you're sure. listening to the replay right now, I want you to go to AubreyLogan.com and make sure you follow, make sure you pre-order the album and check out to see if she's going to be in your area yeah. to be able to perform. Because be, I'd be stoked to see you live Thank in person. You. I'm excited Thank to have you to Cincinnati. Me I would too. drive to Toledo too, but Cincinnati's like right That's here. That's right so there. Yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. So I'll be there. So thanks so much for being on thanks, today. Thanks, Maria. Really appreciate it, and we will be in touch. Yes, we will. Absolutely will.